All right, welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. My name is Kyle Nelson. Got my co-host here, Eli. What's going on, man? I'm I'm very excited, man. Very excited. Very excited. Anytime we get to talk about money. Yes. That's a good thing. Lending loans. Yep. So we're going to talk a little bit uh, with Ray Drew. Uh, It's going to be a really good combo. We're talking about SBA borrowing and um, just the ins and outs of that specifically. But before we get started, we want to shout out to our sponsor, Altitude Everything Latte. This is who fuels us. We got a little bit of everything in this. We got oat milk, oh, yeah. CBD, lion's mane, reishi chaga, all that good stuff that's going to get you fueled and just dialed for, for focus and feeling really good. It's nice, clean energy. Yeah. It's not too sweet, not too acidic. It's right in the middle, not too bitter. Tastes great. If you do not have that locally, ask for it or go to altitudebev.com. So thank you so much, Altitude. We love drinking it. Absolutely. Let's roll that intro. It's perfect. That was awesome. And then you want to do this rose one since so we'll have it? Cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I got it, I got it. Yeah. Take two. Okay, ready. What's going on? Welcome to the Biz Pros Podcast. My name's Kyle Nelson. I've got my great co-host and good friend here, Mr. Eli Lynch. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. It's the episode, man. Today, man. Absolutely. We're really excited for this episode. We've got a great yep. Absolutely. Number two, clear, simple Why? images. Amazon seller. The first thing that I follow about this article is really looking for that initial question. You need to be thinking about product photography and video production. So today we have Ray Drew. He has dedicated his professional career to helping small business owners navigate the intricacies of SBA borrowing. His current role is SBA Business Development Officer at Fundex Solutions Group, one of just 14 licensed non-bank SBA 7A lenders. He's also the host of the Art of SBA Lending Podcast, so a fellow fellow podcaster. We're excited about the chat. Ray, welcome to the podcast, man. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, guys. And I and I do mine by myself. I love that you guys do this together. You know, if you ever need a third biz bro, I, I want to be considered. Let's do it. That's okay. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Fun. Really, man. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's always fun to collaborate. It's just yeah. different ideas bouncing back and forth. We go back and forth and kind of just pick at each other all the time. So it'd be fun to have a third in here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, thanks for being here, man. Um, excited yeah. for the topic today. I think. Not only are we interested in it, but I think a lot of our listeners, a lot of our audience is going to be really excited for the topic. Absolutely. Um, before we jump in, though, love to learn more about you and your background. So tell the audience and tell us, who is Ray? So I'm an SBA lender. I'm in Florida. Okay. I do it nationwide. And okay. I uh, I went to school in Orlando, University of Central Florida, and uh, graduated 2011. And that was kind of a rough time in the economy. So I uh, took a job selling printers. But before I started that job, um, my old boss who I did an internship for, for called me. And I think you guys would appreciate this, but essentially I, it was at an SBA lending company. Okay. And my, my job was essentially to, to make about a hundred cold calls a day to like commercial real estate brokers. Mm. And, and so I was trying to get business for SBA and I, I really had never done an SBA loan. I was just calling. So I, I, that, is pretty much what helped oh, catapult nice. my career. And I've been Very doing cool. it for the last 10 years ever since. So SBA is essentially my only skill in life at this point. Nice. So with uh, starting and with the co-calls, have you, has it always been with 
Fundex or did you kind of work your way some is Fundex the No. The, how's that? It, this is my fourth company I've worked for, three of okay. which have been non-bank lending institutions, which is a little bit unique. But yeah, I, I started with Fundex about a year ago, um, which we're somewhat of a startup in the space, which is mm. rare. Right. So tell us a little bit about, I mean, just right off the bat, a licensed non-bank lender versus just a normal bank lender. Yeah. Well, you know, we're talking about SBA, um, specifically their flagship program, the 7A. Um, and so this is loans up to $5 million. Traditionally, mm. you would go to your bank, ask them for a loan. If they can't do right. it conventionally, that's why the SBA program is there. Now, mm. outside of the banks, the SBA, uh, I think in the 80s, created 14 of these licenses where a non-bank institution can directly lend through this program. Okay. And they just have never created any more. So if you want to be one of the 14, and only eight are really actually kind of what I do in terms of like for profit. The other are more mission based, mm -hmm. but um, you have to buy one of the existing licenses. So it's sort of a barrier of entry. So when right. you get a license, it's kind of a big deal in the industry. And that's right. cool. Yeah. Nice. So our audience, um, you know, a lot of startup founders, a lot of small businesses, and there's so many options for funding and capital raising. So we have um, you know, loans, we've got lines of credit, we've got investment. Um, what what would your argument be towards um, SBA loans? Like, what what is your like your pitch that to a startup founder? What does that look like from from your point of view? Well, first you got to kind of start like what types of transactions are being financed with SBA because it's truly not a lot of startups. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of business acquisition is where I okay. spend most of my time. So mm -hmm. someone buying a business for let's say two million dollars, three million dollars. Let's say it's a landscaping company. Right. What right. are the options available? I mean, you have not yeah. many. SBA yeah, is really yeah, the yeah. only game in town when it comes to those types of transactions. So that's one reason why you would use it. It's your only okay. option. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What's, more acquisition the, based. what's the approval like? I mean, with SBA, is it, and what I know is it's easier than like traditional banking, right? Well, it's, you, you would, it, yeah, it should be because the, the whole point of the SBA is like we're lending our money and the SBA is providing a guarantee, uh, 75%. Okay. So we should be able to do some, approve some credits that are outside yeah. the realm of what conventional banks can do. And we should be able to offer terms that are a little more flexible. And, and so we do. So yeah. the big thing that everyone should know, like number, like number one is, you know, preferred lenders with SBA of which, you know, that's the majority of SBA lenders that are serious players. They can approve the loans in house on behalf of the SBA. Yeah. Um, but still the processes, terms, everything, because it's just a guarantee. It's almost like, um, it's almost like, you know, putty or clay, like we Got can it. mold our own program. So like everything yeah. varies tremendously from lender to lender. So our process is as streamlined as possible. Essentially most like 90% of our deals are just approved by mm -hmm. one person here at my company. And that's it. That's just one approval. And then that counts as the SBA's approval because we're a preferred lender. Right. So outside of acquisitions, what other styles of, of lending? I mean, is just you know, growth capital is that is that very common? I'm you know, so I'm big on niching down. So like under the seven A umbrella, the SBA seven okay. A, um, you can do so many different things. Um, I personally focus on two, um, just because there's so much business, and I try to focus right. my efforts on like um, two or three things, and so. The other thing I do a lot of is commercial real estate. So owner occupied commercial real okay, estate, yeah. we do that at a very high leverage where we can finance up to a hundred percent. 
which is kind of unheard wow. of in the commercial yeah, real estate world. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So wow. Let's, let's let's dive into I think it's time to go yeah, so yeah. Topic is diving deeper into the access and the platform and the ins and outs of it. So let's say you are a company, I don't know, doing one to two million a year or something, and you're looking to grow your company or maybe acquire another one underneath your belt. Because I'm trying to look at kind of the more micro uh, business models that yeah. you know people are following our mm -hmm. podcast. They're not the fifteen hundred million dollar companies or the people that yeah. are you know, smaller, just getting in maybe a ten to twenty people on the team or yeah, something. Exactly. Um, what does the ins and outs look like of, of, of getting some capital from the SBA to get that going? Well, all right. Well, let's talk to the people that are interested in buying an existing business first, because that is yeah. something that's very, very popular right now. It's booming, and yeah. this is someone who, hey. Maybe I'm burnt out in corporate America um, mm -hmm. and I, I don't want to start from scratch. Let me just move into something that is already mm -hmm. operating, already mm -hmm. profitable. You're paying a multiple and you're getting in and, and SBA is the financing vehicle because of the lack of collateral. So that is a big part of what I do. And I do it in all sorts of industries. I know you guys talk a lot about e-commerce. We do e-commerce businesses, acquisitions. And when somebody makes that decision to go and, and, buy it and use an SBA loan, there's a lot to learn. It's a very yeah. steep learning curve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. What are, what are some of those things that, um, like, what are some of those things to, to learn and what, why is it such a steep learning curve? There's so, I mean, our industry is just notorious about just being old school. Uh, there's mm -hmm. not a lot of information and, and the information is sometimes it's misinformation. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. just different lenders saying different things. So you're, right. you're going out, you're looking for a loan, you're talking to a few lenders and all of a sudden they're saying conflicting things. So one right. guy needs 10%. The other guy wants 20%. This guy wants the seller to hold a note. This one right. doesn't. It's like, what's real and what's not. So the basics are kind of structure, um, you know, for one, you know, I want to know how much cash do I need to put into the project? And the short answer is the SBA requires a minimum injection of 10%. That doesn't mean it's going to be 10% okay. on every single transaction. Most are that at least we do, but a lot of lenders have different takes on that. So just know that there is a minimum of 10%. It could be more. Um, you start there. And most people are looking at tons of deals as they're going out to market and they, they want to first say, Hey, am I pre-qualified? Like, what do I need to look like to even right. be qualified? What should I be looking at? Deal size industries. There's three things that I tell them in, in, you know, when they're early, early on just starting out. And one is the cash. Cool. You got to yeah. have the cash and you got to have some post-closed liquidity. You know, I don't want to drain your bank account down to zero with a 10% right. injection. So having a little bit of extra cushion, is something we're looking for. So if you have $150,000 cash in the bank right now, I would probably be saying, Hey, let's look at businesses million and under. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and then, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, you're good. I was going to say two is, um, well credit. That's an easy one. Like you have to have decent personal credit. You know, you're borrowing money. You want to have a good 700 plus roughly right. it's typical, yeah. typical. And then finally, and this is maybe the biggest one is your, your experience. And this okay. is one where a lot of lenders have different takes. We basically are looking for someone to have relevant experience. So like, for example, I mentioned a landscaping business. Right. It's, it's rare that a landscaper is buying a landscaping business. Yeah. So your bank might want you to have land, but that's not going to really make sense. So like what we're right. looking for is what's transferable. Have you been in management? Have you managed people? Have you managed your P&L? Right. Are you in a service-based industry? Things like that. 
Yeah, that's what my question was going to be. Is, you know, when you're looking to pitch your business to like a VC or an angel or something, they're really buying in on like the leadership team. You know, the business idea, yeah. of course, you know, needs to be good, but they're looking at who's running this thing and mm -hmm. who's going to run it up or run it to the ground. So I was wondering how much, you know, the SBA truly you know, focuses on yeah. those, that, that, the buyer um, in this case. And then exactly. another question too is, is are most people that go through you guys to acquire business, are they business owners or are they business owner managers? So are they going mm -hmm. in and trying to like sweep up, clean up? And grow it, or most of them like, okay, it looks like there's good management already. I just want to purchase it, have some cash flow, and maybe put a few people in the right spot. A lot of the businesses we do are, you know, they could be a million in revenue. I mean, you don't, uh, the seller is often a key employee within the business. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes not, you know, sometimes they're in it 20 hours a week, but you do want to understand who the key players are in the business, whether there's a GM or a quality control person or an estimator or whatever those key positions are. And then the buyer is going to come in and they're going to probably, what they're typically doing is transitioning the seller's responsibilities onto themselves as the owner operator. And then with 20 hours a week that the seller was doing, and then using the 20 other 20 hours a week to grow the business. And, and I'm, I doubt they're all working only 40, but yeah, for that yeah. example, <laughs> so they're, yeah, they're focused on trying to find businesses. They can have some value add to and just right. grow. Makes sense. That does make sense. Well, how often um, does the SBA lend like several loans to the same person? Like do people have multiple? Yeah. That's a good question. Purchasing one business kind of did their thing. They still have a loan holding on that one. Go get another one, build another one. Does SBA like, yeah. they really cool with that or? It's a good, it's a good question. And, and, and it really, the, it's not about the SBA. It's about us as a lender or okay. whoever yeah. the lender is, because growing too fast is sometimes mm -hmm. a concern, especially a lot of these people are, this is their first business. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I had somebody reach out to me the other day and they're like, Hey, we have two businesses under LOI and we have about 20 other deals in the pipeline. And I just said, no, I'm like, that's too fast of growth. Right. So what I mm -hmm. like is you buy one. You stabilize it. You go on to the next one. Now, if you're a more mature or more experienced team that's done this before and you want to do two at once and then, you know, after three or six months, do that's a different story. But essentially, yeah. it is what, from my experience, something SBA lenders don't like is folks trying to buy multiple businesses mm -hmm. too fast and they've never done it before. Makes total, total sense. sense. They want you to be focused on that one and make that one good and successful. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. What was the effect of uh, COVID? I know there was a lot of a lot of people rushing for SBA loans, um, really low interest rates. What was your experience with that? Yeah. So with COVID, it was, I mean, one of the craziest times in our industry. Mm -hmm. First of all, we had these pipelines of regular SBA loans, seven A loans. Um, and that all came to a screeching halt because we were, it was so uncertain at that point in time. Um, meanwhile, the SBA or the government's creating the PPP loan program. Right. Yeah. And that was so insane for our industry because literally you're hearing the president talk about the SBA. You're hearing uh, Steve Mnuchin talk about SBA and he's literally at the podium saying like, Hey, all right, we did it. We put up the program. Now go to your bank. They're, they're ready to go. And we're like, literally, we don't, we're like, we have to create this 
from scratch. So it was insane. Everyone was wow. working 24 seven in the whole entire industry. Um, banks, people, even that weren't mm-hmm. doing SBA had to prop up these programs and we had right. to mobilize the entire industry to get this money out the door. And it's just been insane. So while that wow. was going on slowly, regular SBA lending started coming back and then um, they passed a bill on like around Christmas last year and it essentially gave like some really good incentives to the regular SBA program that are now expired, which mm. essentially ult- and ultimately resulted in the biggest boom year of our regular SBA lending. Wow. Every, oh, wow. It was up, we did 36 billion last fiscal year in 7A loans, which is up from like 23-ish billion. That's as a, huge. It was up like 60%. Yeah, it was crazy. So it was just an injection into the economy yeah. of money, like buy businesses, yeah. buy, sell, sell, and just like keep the money flowing, businesses growing Dude, and stuff. Tons of liquidity in small yeah. business right now. And like they also had the EIDL mm-hmm. loan and they increased those up to 500,000. So like I'm do I'm seeing deals before all this money came in, you know, liquidity is scarce for businesses. If they have cash, right. they're reinvesting it to get an ROI. But now everyone just has a bunch of money sitting there. I'm looking at balance sheets and this guy has like 700,000 on his balance sheet and he like runs like a pizzeria. And I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's money to get. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, super unique time. Yeah. So what's it look like for the future of uh, what you're doing and the future of SBA loans? You know, we, when I got into the business, I would make those hundred calls and they would be like, we don't want to go SBA. It takes six months and blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to today. Everyone wants SBA. Uh, SBA is in the spotlight. Everyone knows that it's a household name. And this is in large part, thanks to PPP saving the small businesses. And so now um, this boom is expected to increase or to at least sustain. I mean, I don't expect next year to be as big as this year, but like, it's still going to be probably the second biggest year right. on record. And a lot of that is because the SBA whole, the whole point is it's um, meant to provide access to capital for small business owners who can't get capital elsewhere in with reasonable terms. And so a lot of the conventional lenders are pulling back and still continue to pull back because of COVID uncertainty, supply chain issue uncertainty. And so SBA is just coming in and filling those gaps. So we're going to have a couple really solid years for SBA and, and see where it goes from there. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I know, I know specifically when you reached out and you said you kind of have a different take on the SBA and and, and how you do things. Did you kind of want to jump on there a little Mm -hmm. bit? Well, I will say that the non-bank, um, you know, being a specialist and a non-bank lender allows you to be a little more flexible and a lot quicker than, you know, going to your bank. I mean, specialization is the biggest part of that. Like Mm -hmm. if I had one piece of advice to give people, it's to use someone who does this every day because there is about, you know, 90% of the SBA lenders out there, or at least banks that have made an SBA loan only do a couple a year. And so the process is going to be a little bit more cumbersome. Yeah. Yeah. And so our whole company, all we do is one thing, uh, you know, our, we, we make money when your deal closes. It's just like a different mentality to have. So I, that's why I gravitate towards working at non-banks, you know, three of the four institutions I've been at. And I just feel like that's the best way for me to deliver value to the small business community is by being, you know, with a non-bank lender and just doing that education. Because again, it's like the process, everything varies so much from bank to bank. And I like putting out that education into the marketplace yeah. so that people right. can empower themselves and know what to do. Yeah, that's awesome. That's gotta be really that's cool and fulfilling. 
Um, what about a, we, we touched more like on an individual leaving corporate America and purchasing a business. What about a business acquiring another business? Is it the same exact process or is it really just looking at the owners of that business or do you look at like the current companies? Yeah. Doing a lot of that. Yeah. Um, the, so the crux of SBA lending is cash flow in the business. Mm-hmm. So we, we mentioned we are looking, if it's a, business acquisition, you are looking at the buyer and that's about 30% of the equation. But in those cases and in all other cases, it's the business that where a lot of the emphasis is placed and it's debt service coverage. That's the key. And that's essentially for every dollar of debt that the, that the business is paying, um, SBA wants to see a certain level of cash flow. Their yeah. minimum is 115. So for every dollar of debt, your business is generating a dollar 15 of cash flow. Mm-hmm. Now, that can with, with that, the potential of the new business that they're acquiring or just currently. So we're looking at tax returns. Um, okay. So if it's an existing business, you're looking at three years tax returns plus the interim year to date financials. And mm-hmm. so uh, if you're looking at 2020 and 2021, you want to see the debt service coverage, but that's not always the case because in some of those cases where you're expanding, like for example, someone's buying a building, they're going to have 30% more space. They're going to buy another piece of equipment and they're going to grow the business. And you can actually make a case for projection based repayment in those cases where the projections will show that. And I do a fair amount of that, especially on the commercial real estate side, but that is the name of the game is just showing that the businesses have enough cash flow to support the repayment of the loan. Gotcha. That makes total sense. Yeah, well, and you and and there are uh, expansions loans too. Uh, though it's not a focus, but I will bring one up. Like I'm, I I just closed one a few weeks ago. It's one point two million for a cybersecurity firm, mm-hmm. and it's two guys. They've been around the block. They they've run divisions for large companies and scaled, and now they want to go do it on their own. And so they're doing well. They've been at it for about three years, and now they want they're ready to kind of flip the switch and really just pour fuel on the fire. And so we essentially are funding them 1.2 million to, to do that. And that's a classic expansion loan and a way where a small business can use an SBA loan to essentially grow and expand. Yeah. So how long they, did that process take from, from them coming to you guys saying, Hey, we want to grow um, to them getting funded. Probably about 90 days. Um, okay. the time and the time frames can vary depending oh, on yeah. the situation sure. in that, in those, in that case, they had to buy a data, they had to lease space in a data room and there's different yeah. moving parts, but mm-hmm. the time frame in general is usually about eight to 10 weeks. Um, once you kind of have your project put together, like in the business acquisition case, like have a signed LOI. Um, I did one this year in six weeks, start to finish, which essentially was a business acquisition for an online business where it was just dragging with another lender. They, they called us and essentially I closed six weeks and two days later. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, I would assume that the expansion loans, um, you're really dialed in onto the projections and the team that is going to be pushing that company forward. Right. Cause you got to really believe in them more than anything. Cause that's hundred percent. Like, the future is, you know, could go any direction. You don't know what can happen the minute that money hits the bank. So exactly. you guys do your due diligence on those two, like you said. Um, yeah. Done the past and when you guys are doing when you guys are doing an expansion loan, are you you're look are you looking back at um, like statements 
profit and loss statements and things like that. Because even if they're bleeding cash, right, there there's still a huge opportunity for them to excel if they had the cash flow. Is that something that you guys? It's a little about? different with SBA, like in the private okay. equity world, perhaps you know, it, they're yeah. the the investors are a little bit more. Um, uh, amenable un uh, they'll understand like you're going to bleed cash to get to a certain point but like with sba it's actually not like that like you they they we want to see cash flow so they mm. might not they might last year not have been able to make enough cash flow to support the entire loan because it's pro forma based and future yeah but you'd still have to show a certain level so they're still maybe 75 percent of the way to covering that debt with their existing right. cash flow, and then you use projections yeah. to get them the, yeah. the rest of the way. Now, yeah, if they're bleeding money year after year, um, SBA is not the best program to then yeah. kind of say, all right, we're going to use this, and then we're going to, going forward, we're going to be profitable. You kind of have to see a little bit more of a gradual trend towards gotcha. that. Right. Makes sense. That, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. Well, awesome, Ray. Well, um, that was super insightful oh, yeah. For, yeah. for us and super insightful for our audience. If yep. there's one thing that you're hoping that our uh, audience can take away from, from you know, this episode with you, what would that be? Uh, well, I would say that if you are in the process of looking for an SBA loan, I would just be a little bit more, um, you know, ask ask more questions to your lender before you pick them. Because what I see every single day is just people going with the wrong lenders and then they get into a really bad situation. So like how many SBA loans have you closed in the last 12 months? Have you done this type of deal before? You know, are, are you someone who does this a lot? You know, how long have you been with the institution? Things like that. Like I never get asked that stuff. Like once in a blue moon, I'll get asked and I'll be like, thank you for grilling me. Like you're doing <laughs> yeah. the right thing. Absolutely. And I would encourage exactly. everyone yeah. to do that, you know, okay. cause everything's all nice. nice and yeah, everything's nice and wonderful there in the beginning. And, but you're, right. you're, you're going down a long road and you want to make sure you pick the right partner. Right. I'm sure that that makes you feel good too. If they're if they're joining with questions, because then they might qualified. They're qualified and they're a good fit. For, yeah, yeah, educated. I guess. Oh right, I cool. love it. Yeah, awesome, Ray. Well, where can they find you if someone's interested in getting an SBA seven A one? Yeah, I I would just uh, you can shoot me an email. It's rdrew at fundexsolutions.com. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much, Ray, for Absolutely. jumping on the podcast. That was super insightful. Such a good show. Absolutely, guys. Thank you. There's a button right there. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Biz Bros Podcast. So much insight. And if you're looking for more insight on other episodes, just Google us, Biz Bros. We'll pop up, hit the subscribe button, and uh, you'll get notifications of our next episodes. We'll see you then. See you guys.